0: Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening to all of you all around the world, wherever you are. This is Reverend Essie Scott of New Birth Ministries Church Online, wishing you victory, Yeshua, love, joy, peace, wit, wealth, success, patience, virtue, good health, money, mercy, grace, support, rock, wisdom, positivity, abundance, prosperity, greatness, and Yahweh. Church Online with me, Reverend Nessie, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is for those who cannot attend the usual brick-and-mortar service, who don't want to leave their church but need to hear the word momentarily for various reasons, such as being sick and shut in, transportation troubles, and so forth. Know that we're praying for you and for God to send you favor quickly. And also remember that troubles don't last always. You have the victory, my friend. Hallelujah and amen. And check out our new website at RevSE.org. God bless. Praise the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. God is good, everybody. He woke us up this morning. Amen. Woke me up. I'm glad. I'm very glad because we could not have woken up this morning like some people. Pray for the families who are grieving right now, who lost loved ones. Amen. And pray for your own household. Cover your household. I cover my entire household, my children, my grandchildren, you know, health, money, you know, finances, spirit, soul, uh, my body. Amen. I cover it. My entire life with the blood of Jesus Christ, there is nothing better that we can cover our lives with, amen, or our loved ones, amen, hallelujah. Um, so let's open this up with prayer, amen. Thank you, Father, for a new day. You're outstanding, and we love you. There's no one greater than you. You sent your son to die on the cross for us, and nobody else would do that. You saved us from all of the mess that's going on down here on this earth that Satan ruined. He ruined the earth. And we know this is not the way you attended, intended for it to be. So therefore, we're going to hold on to your unchanging hand. And we're going to continue to tell people about your son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue to tell people about the the, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, dwells within us. You left us a piece of you, Jesus, whenever you left Yeshua HaMashiach. And no one else would do that. You took care of us. You even took care of your mother, gave her a son. When you were leaving, and gave him a mother, that is love. God is love, just like your word says. God is love. We lift up all the prayer requests that we received from other people, um, whether we remember them, and some we can't remember, but we know you do. We give them all to you. Those that are um, in bereavement, those that are lonely, those are alone, those are suffering from COVID nineteen, lost loved ones because of it. Those that um are in fear of it or anything else in this world. You told us to have no fear. So, God, we lift up all the weak people to you. We lift up all the people who are experiencing fear of some sort where the enemy is trying to weaken them so that they will not have faith in the things that you can do for them, not have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, so that they can not have faith and make you look like a liar to them. And your word, Lord, says that God is not a man that he should lie, and we thank you for that. We thank you for not being a man that you should lie. Forgive us for our lives. Forgive us for our sins down here. Amen. And thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross that we may be forgiven and saved, hallelujah, from sin, hell, and death. Holy Spirit, come out of me today. Come out of me today. Hallelujah, no notes, just freestyle, just Holy Spirit style, amen, and teach us something that we need to know about the subject of, it's actually kind of like a cuss word, amen, to some people, but repentance, hallelujah, repentance, repentance is needed today repentance is needed today thank you for comforting us and nourishing us and causing us to be complete in Jesus in your holy name Lord God amen and Amen. now what I want to do um, go to if you have your swords with you get you get your drink I have mine um, <laughs> not that I'm pitching okay but I got my diet Fago here diet Fago Cola okay which is I know it should be water I know but uh, I got my got my with me. Get your drink, or whatever your snack. If you're eating your breakfast or whatever, you have a little snack, and get your notebook, tablets. Your if you're going to use your tablet, your phone, pencil, pen, whatever you know. And uh, let's start this on repentance, on repent. Amen. People don't like to talk about the word repent. They don't even bring. Oh, by the way, before I get started, I want to show you guys this. This is my um cross that I was telling you about online the other day that had Jesus hanging on it. Some of you may have heard the this, this story, and some of you, if you haven't heard it, go on my page, Esther um, Scott, and um, read about what happened to this necklace. But This is how it turned out, guys. You can see it. Isn't it pretty? Amen. Jesus was hanging on that cross. He was silver. The necklace is gold, beautiful gold, soft gold. And I just couldn't stand looking at him hanging there so sadly on his cross, so I, 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 took, I took the body off. Because, you know, Jesus is not hanging on that cross anymore. Jesus rose for us. Amen. Jesus rose for you. Why Y-O-U, not just me. He rose for you. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to start with, actually, um, my Bible's getting so old, I can barely read through the notes, but Acts 2. And I'm going to start with... um. Uh, you know God's word is all good. I'll start with um, thirty five. No, I'll start with um. Let me see, thirty three. Uh, and it says, therefore being led by the hand of God, exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, and has shed forth this which ye now see and hear, Amen. For David is not ascended into the heavens but he saith himself the Lord said unto my Lord sit thou upon my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ amen Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. Now, these are people asking, What shall we do? Okay, the apostles were going around as we should do today, and they were preaching Jesus to people, talking to people about Jesus, and they ran up and they're running into people who are asking, What shall I do to be saved? Okay, they were walking with Jesus, the apostles and po- the apostles and the disciples, they walked with Jesus, they saw the miracles that he did, they heard his voice, they hugged him, they ate with him, they supped with him, amen, um, they had communion with him, amen, they learned from him. To be a disciple is to follow, to learn, follow a great one and to learn from him, amen. And people are saying, what should I do to be saved, okay? Um, this is the penitence of the multitude amen and then Peter says in verse 38 okay then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost gift of the Holy Ghost every time you allow the Holy Ghost that you heard me preach on this last Sunday well every time You heard me preach about the Holy Ghost. He is a gift that God gave to you. He has a language that Satan does not understand. You can actually speak in your second language. As I said last Sunday, you can speak in your second language and talk to God and Satan has no idea what you're saying. Amen. He has no idea what you are saying. This is why I try to tell people. Learn. Practice, practice your language. Amen. Now he's saying here, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission so that you can have your sins forgiven. Repent. Oh, there's a problem here. You know, people are so busy that we have hyper grace preachers. They preach a whole lot of grace. Some people preach grace so much. That they're causing others, even though they might, some of them might not do it on purpose. But they're causing people to think that I can live any way I want because God's just going to forgive me anyway. Okay, that's not the grace message. That's not the proper grace message. Grace is not a ticket um, to get you out of jail free. Amen. You know, God tells us, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." We have to be set apart. Okay, set apart. You're consecrated and set apart for God, not for the world. Amen? Repent. To repent is to to ask God to forgive you with a whole heart, not just with your mouth. You know, there's a a scripture in the Bible. God says, well, you know, they worship me with their mouths, but they don't worship me with their heart. And there's too many people, too many Christians going around worshiping uh, with their mouth and not with their hearts. God wants your heart. Amen. God wants your heart. He, put it this way. He knows your heart. He wants you to show him your heart. He wants you to believe in him. Amen. He wants you to believe in the things that he can do for you. And there's too many people walk, too, in the church. There's too many people walking around in the church who have yet to repent. They have not repented. Amen. There are people who are just, uh, they have positions in the church, and they're still doing, let's be real, they're still doing the same sins that they did before they got saved. Now, is that right to you? That's not right. When, okay, the disciples, when Jesus said, follow me, He ran into more. He said, follow me. He ran into Matthew, follow me, Peter, follow me. Especially Peter and them, they were fishermen. And fishermen have like dirty mouths. They're like sailors, amen? And they say things and do things that that are not kosher, (laughs) okay? But when God called them, they literally changed. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't believe it was a bam overnight, okay? Uh, as Emma always says, "Bam." No, it wasn't bam overnight. It took them time. Sometimes people change instantaneously, and sometimes it takes time for people to change. See, amen. They didn't change. Most of them didn't change overnight. But when you repent, what you do is you say, "God, forgive me of my sins. I I accept you as my savior. I accept Jesus Yeshua Hamashiach as my savior." Okay, and then you're saying also, I'm a new man, you said, Lord, I'm a new man, I'm a new creature, I'm going to live a new life. I don't want to be me anymore. I don't want to be the old me anymore. And I'm telling you guys right now, even as far as I'm concerned myself, I don't want to be the old Essie. You know, in fact, the older I get and the more mature I get in Christ Jesus, the more I see the old Essie was a trip. You know, a, a trip. There is a part in the movie called The Chosen that I love very much. It's a beautiful, beautiful writ of, a rendition, I don't know what word to use, of the life of Christ. The best one I've seen so far. And um, the, the disciples are sitting around a fire, and everybody's telling their story. Mary's telling how she used to you know, be possessed with demons, and this one's to Thaddeus, and, and they're all telling their different stories and everything, and Peter. And then they ask uh, Matthew, and uh matthew says um you know i never had a good life things never went good for me or blah 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 he's in this you know me me, me i i i think but then peter corrects him in this movie okay and he says yes but you made our lives as jews horrible you were a tax collector you were mean to us and peter goes to tell matthew He's reminding Matthew where he came from. See, Matthew started that um, pity party thing. And don't we do that sometimes? Where I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. Okay, where we say, well, I went through this and I went through that and life wasn't fair and blah, 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 blah. We all do it. In some kind of way, we do it. And, and, and see, Matthew has such a sweet character in the show. You know, everybody was a little upset about that, about Peter getting on Matthew, but just as Dallas Jenkins said, the one that made the show, The Chosen, he, he told us at the end, after the, move, after the show was over, we have, to be, we have to understand how Peter felt. Well, you know, Peter was a little harsh guy anyway. He was a little harsh. He was a strong character, kind of a strong-minded character. And he, just like Dallas said, we have to understand that Matthew hurt a lot of people. He turned against his own people. He turned against the Jews to make money. To become a tax collector. He had it all. He had it going on. And see, sometimes this happens to us. I didn't mean to get into this, but I'm going there. And sometimes this happens to us. We are so busy looking on, looking at what everybody else did to us, okay, and, and getting into that blame game thing, uh, which I, I actually have a, a a video called the blame game on my YouTube channel, okay, Take a listen when you get a chance, you know? And we're so busy playing the blame game. Everybody did this to me and everybody did that to me that we don't see what we did to somebody else. None of us are, are innocent. Amen? Nobody's innocent. We all did something to somebody else. So sometimes when you're waiting for somebody to apologize to you, maybe you should apologize to them too. Out, I know. Hurt me too, Right? Woo! Toes kill me. You know, but it's true. Sometimes we should apologize as well while we're waiting for someone else to apologize to us. See this talking about repentance. We gotta repent. And Matthew, sooner or later, in this show, okay, the way they did the show, okay, they, they even tell you it's not like truly all the way through word for word biblical. You know, it's a show about the life of Jesus Christ and the disciples. But somewhere along the line, Matthew would have had to repent to the disciples, wouldn't you say? After all he did, tax collectors were hated. They even in the show they showed people spitting on his shoes as he's walking down down the hall, down the street. And the tax collectors were hated. He went against his own people. Thought, is there anybody out there that went against their own people to do something? For, um, for notoriety, or out of bitterness maybe, went against your own church, went against your own family, out of bitterness, and come on, don't think of one person, because in some way, we all did it in some kind of way, went against your own team, your own school, your own church, right, your own preacher, your own minister, out of something, out of hurt. Isn't that what they call church hurt? Amen. Repent. <laughs> we all have something to repent about. Ask God to forgive you. And once you do that, what is forgiven is forgiven. Amen. We, In fact, we studied that last, last Sunday. And I was talking about, Jesus said, um, there it is. It's um, 20. St. John 20. I'm going to say, uh, almost, uh, St. John 20. Verse twenty-three. He said, "Whoever sins, you remit; they're remitted, and, wh- and whoever's whosoever sins, you retain; they're retained." So, whoever sins, you remit; you're going to forgive. And and if you retain somebody's sins, then you know you're holding on to bitterness. Okay, who is the greater one? Who is so awesome? Okay, which one of us are so awesome that? Um, we shouldn't have to repent or we shouldn't have to forgive somebody's sins. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says, And ye shall receive the gift. Your sins will be forgiven. And then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a gift. Amen. That is the promise. To the penitent Amen God's promise The Bible says God is not a man That he should lie he and He's not going to lie The devil's going to try To make him look like he lies Just the same way he did First book of the Bible The way he treated Eve Did God really say that? And next thing you know Eve's crisscrossing God's words Messed up the whole scene, <laughs> Messed up the whole thing And then the verse 39 says For the The promise is unto you And to your children, and to all that are afar off. Two thousand years later, the same promise exists. Amen. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. We're there now. What does untoward mean? Perverse. There is so much perversion in this world right now, I don't know how Jesus didn't come back yet. But Aren't you kind of, you know, shocked about, yeah, how come, you, you know he's coming soon because the signs are there. The signs are there, all the signs that the end of life as we know it are there. Amen? And and when he says untoward generation, that's perversion. Pervert, we have homosexuals. We have um, men marrying children. Uh, uh, what is it? You're allowed to marry your aunt. We, hey, let me hush. But I know. Okay, I'll just say it that way. There are people out there who literally have sex with their animals. Okay, and we have we have people who who um, they they make up their own religions and they get high and get drunk and they say they heard from God because they were high. Look, let me tell you something you don't need a mushroom okay or any kind of drug for god to talk to you there are some people out there who who live by that they get high and they think they hear the devil whispers to them and tells them things and they go around telling friends i heard from god last night man no you heard from something but it wasn't god amen the the disciples did not have to get high to hear from Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm glad we don't have to. You don't have to get high to hear from Jesus, right? It says and they gladly received his word and were baptized yeah, they were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. Yes. I know today we say, just one Lord Yeah, just one, that's good Just one, one's better than none, amen But they had 3,000 souls That's power That's power That's the power of God in action Amen And today, there are so many demons and devils Evil spirits going around trying to to uh, blunt people's thinking and block people's um, uh, uh, how you say block their uh, receiving from God. That the power is not like it used to be. I literally have to say that. I literally ha- I I'm going to say that the power is weakened nowadays because we've fallen. The body of Christ has fallen for all the shiny dangly things of life. Okay? To the point where we are focusing on more on what's going on in the world instead of what's going on in our hearts, what's going on in, in our, our lives, our families, our households, our churches. Amen. Three thousand souls. That is spiritual reception if I've ever heard it. Amen. Hallelujah. And you hate to say that because like I said, you know, one you win one over to God, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to win at least one person over to God, but let's try for more. Jesus said in his word, he said that we will do greater things than he did. Okay, now we know that we can't do uh, greater We can't be greater than Jesus Okay, so let's not, you know Let's not get it twisted There are some people out there would think, well, you know, Jesus said We'd be better than him No, he didn't He said, greater things shall you do Talking about for the kingdom of God Amen Greater things shall you do Because his time was limited then He was on the earth for, th- uh, well His ministry was three years 32, 33 years old, right? Okay, he was only on earth for so long. But we're on earth longer. Okay, what about the ones who lived to be 75? What about the people who are living to be 8? We're living to be 120 nowadays. There are people who are 101. What about them? How many how many works, great works, blessed works, have they done in those 82, 95 years if they were on this earth. Think about it. Where they just lived, they just live and enjoy and kick up their heels and eat, drink, and and were merry and got nothing done. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. The fear came upon every soul. They continue. Let me go back there. Forty-two. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. No new doctrines. No new religions. They went by what they learned from Jesus. Amen. They went by the foundation that Jesus gave them while they walked and talked and ate and slept and lived with Jesus. And how many times... Do we as human beings continue to try to change that foundation and make it go our way? Or even some people, let's say, for instance, uh, you know, they change a the law or something. They change something so that they can get more members or, you know, they accept anybody and everybody. Oh, well, you have a problem with this? Sure, come on in. We can deal with it. Don't worry. We won't tell anybody. No. Repent. That's the problem. You know, we have people standing up in the pool pits and stuff nowadays. Who are leading the leaders of the church who have yet to repent for their sins? That's why I, well, you yeah, I'm gonna say what I gotta say, anyhow, so you know, people don't like it. But I, if you know, hey, it's the truth, you know, and I'm not trying to be a shock, you know, but we have praise and worship leaders who are gay. Leading the choir. What? Okay, listen to this. In the Old Testament, was it Jehoshaphat? Israel, nonetheless, they gained victory over their enemies because they sang praise and worship. They they praised God. It, it says he sang. The king brought up the the leader brought up the, the singers, and, and it says as soon as the singers began, I think it's in there a couple of times. And I'm thinking about it. Two different stories, if I'm right, if I'm correct. But it's as soon as the singers began to sing, God sent ambushments out on the enemy. And their enemies ate each other up. I've got a question for you. Are your enemies eating each other up? Or are they eating at you? Amen. We have praise and worship leaders who are gay in the church. And they haven't repented of it. And they're leading The singers who are supposed to bring on uh, God's power of ambushments against their enemy. How are you going to win the battle and you have people in leadership who have not repented of their sins, but they're leading your church? What a joke. Now, people can get mad at me all they want because I'm banned half the time on Facebook and I'm getting kicked out of groups and everything else. I mean, I and it's not, and they never have a good reason. <laughs> you know, so hey, I feel this way to God be the glory, you know what I'm saying? to God be the glory, because God wants us to thin ourselves out anyhow from all of this mess that's going on in the world, so that when he does a great thing, the devil can't take credit for it. Amen. You know, but think about it. this is why so many churches don't have healing power of anything, physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, financial healing, uh, well, I said physical healing, you know, families, marriages. This is why we suffer so much, because we're allowing the devil, excuse me for saying this, because the people aren't the devil, it's the spirit that's using them. We're allowing the devil to run our house. We're allowing the devil to run our churches. That is wrong. You have pastors standing in the pulpit that don't even believe. And you have pastors, leaders, shepherds standing in the pulpit with, two, with a wife and a girlfriend. And some of them have a wife and a few girlfriends. And some of them have children in the congregation. You know, you, you have pastors are standing in a pulpit, and a couple of the children out in the congregation look like the pastor and have the same talent as the pastor. Come on, guys. And nobody repents. Nobody ever repents. It just goes down throughout history. And they're wondering why nobody can get healed in that church. Repentance is needed. Amen. Now I want to skip over to Acts three. Acts three verse seventeen. <clears throat> eighteen. It says, But those things did I say Acts uh, Acts three verse eighteen. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all of his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. This is after the death of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, And they're telling people this. And then he says, okay, talking about the Messianic prophecies, he, he brings up the Messianic prophecies first, and talking about the sins of ignorance and things like that. In verse 17, okay, I'll go to verse 17. says, And now, brethren, I would that the, uh, through ignorance ye did it, as you did also your your ruler. See, back in the day, there was something, there was a sacrifice for something called the sin of ignorance. I think I was telling you about that last Sunday. And sometimes you, there's a call of repentance that some people, you know, sin ignorantly. They don't mean to, you know. And so you ask God to forgive you. We ask God to forgive us. Some people say, you, once you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Well, yeah, but... Don't you have a conscience? <laughs> you know, the Bible even says if your heart condemns you, then you're doing something wrong. If your heart doesn't condemn you, then you're cool. You're okay, right? Okay, so you know, I, every now and then I ask God to forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, for for my sins. Forgive me for this. Forgive me for that. You know, because He says here, He says, um, it's, it's the sin of ignorance. Sometimes people sin without under without knowing what they did. You know. And he says, repent, verse 19. He goes on and says, repent ye therefore and be converted. Change. Jesus. Why are some people re- allegedly repenting, is that the word we should use, allegedly? Allegedly repenting, and they're still the same way they were before they re- allegedly got saved. <laughs> like that, I know. <laughs> okay. He says, repent therefore and be converted. That means change. There should be a conversion, a change in you. Amen. That your sins may be blotted out when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. The times of refreshing. This is when you you repent of your sins and you ask God to forgive you and you change your ways. You see... Your wicked ways. And you change. There are too many people out there. That don't see. Their wicked ways. You know. You have. In order to be delivered. Okay. You have to first. Hate the sin. There are people out there. Drinking. They're alcoholics. Because they don't hate the sin yet. Amen? There are people who are smoking and doing drugs. Because they like it. They don't hate the sin yet. The reason I stopped smoking was on February 8th, 1997. In fact, I was like two years into Bible college at the time. At the time, still smoking. I feel like Joyce Meyer, she, was, she said she was teaching Bible study, smoking a cigarette and teaching the Bible. Yeah. And had good Bible studies, too. Look where she's at now, you know, that she repented. And she converted. And she changed her ways. Amen. But two years into Bible college, I see I was, I was changing. That conversion was coming in me. I wanted to be a new person. I didn't want to be the oldest anymore. This is when it first started, see. I came a long way since. It hasn't stopped. But I didn't want to be the same. I didn't want to smoke. Well, I was hanging out of my kitchen window in a winter time, in like seven degree wind, uh, weather in a winter time. You know, hanging out the window smoking because I didn't want my kids to smell the smoke. That's when it began to change. I began to notice a change in me, and then the cigarette started to taste nasty to me. Every time I lit up a cigarette, it had an odd taste, and I was like, "Ooh, this is." Is I started to hate it. And then I would go out on the porch in the cold weather and put on a jacket or a coat or something because it's so cold outside. And, and I'd sit outside to smoke, right? I began to hate smoking. The next thing you know, February February, day eight? Yeah. February 8th, 1997, I lit up a cigarette, put it to my mouth. That thing tasted horrible. I won't say what was tasted like. I've never tasted it before, but as an example, it it was horrible. And so I put it out. And I was like, something's wrong here. This must be a bad pack or something. Because I was smoking two packs of Marlboros a day. Almost. About two packs of Marlboros a day. And so about a few minutes later, whatever, um, I lit it up again. And I cleaned off the end and I lit it up again. And it tasted horrible outrageous it was, it was nasty and if I'm sure I think I did it three either I did it three it's been so long either I, I can't remember either I did it three times or that third time I got a new one whatever happened there I can't remember I'm oh, sorry this is my story it's been so long praise God Um, I lit another one up I lit it up again and that third time was nasty it was horrible and that's when I knew something said Can't you see you've been delivered of smoking? I haven't haven't smoked. I've touched cigarettes. I've smelled cigarettes when other people were smoking. I've had them on my table when people came to visit or whatever. And I see them all the time. And I really don't care. (laughs) It doesn't bother me because I'm delivered. You can put me in a room. I, please don't. I hope not. <laughs> God forbid this should happen. You could put me in a room, a, a small room, with 20 people, 20, 30 people in it, and all of them can smoke. All I'll do is choke. And my eyes will water. It's. Not, I don't want it anymore. Oh, I, you know what? I pray that upon you. you. You people who are watching this right now, if you have a, a sin in your life that is separating you from having a tight relationship with Jesus and just being clean and converted to be with Him. I pray right now in Jesus' name, I decree and I declare that you soon will begin to hate that sin. Amen. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, lying, cheating, killing characters, arguing, Help me think. Is some more? What else? Whatever they all are, Hallelujah! I decree and declare right now, in Yeshua Hamashiach's beautiful name, in the name of Jesus Christ, that within the next thirty days, you'll hate the sin and quit it and be totally delivered. In Jesus' name, Amen. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift, gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, when God cleanses the inside of your mouth, when He cleanses the inside of your mind, fill it with Word. Fill it with the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost take over and cleanse you and burn out the dross, as they say. Amen. Burn, I pray now, right now, in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost burns all the dross out of you from the inside out and leave you clean. Amen. The times of refreshing shall come. God's going to send you spiritual showers from this day forth. Amen. And verse 20 says, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Amen. And you shall receive Jesus Christ in your souls, in your heart, and in your mind. And be renewed and restored and refreshed. Amen. God bless you. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just say this. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I love you and I want to learn about you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did just for me. Dying on the cross and raising back up three days later, getting victory over the devil, just because you love me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you and welcome to the family of God. Amen. Right now the Bible says that there is a celebration in heaven. The angels rejoice, it says. In heaven, every time somebody gets saved. I even had somebody talk about that one time or whatever. They said, there's no party in heaven. Well, you know what I'm, right? You know, come on. (laughs) They're partying in heaven. Okay, they're rejoicing because you got saved. Amen. God is happy. God is pleased. You now belong to him. Change. Don't do a 360. Amen. Do that 180. Do a 180. Change. Face the other way. Go the other way. Amen. And follow him. As Jesus says, follow me. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's the best thing in my life. He's my friend and I love him. And I'm glad you're my brother and sister right now too in Christ Jesus. Go find a Bible believing, tongue talking church. Okay. Um, and learn about Jesus. Just start learning about him. If there's something you don't understand, ask him. Oh, he loves questions. He'll answer your questions. Amen. And asking. He said, come. Come unto me. Follow me. Amen. And this is what I'm telling you today. Jesus is saying, follow me. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. God bless you, your family, your household. Cover you all with the blood of Jesus Christ. And be safe. Reverend Nessie signing off. God bless. And have a good day. Have a good week. Amen. Amen.